All right, so there is no way that is possibly safe or good to go into any of our bodies. Good day to you. Hope you uh, made it past the uh, Thanksgiving feast and you're resting up and you've, you know, recovered from all of that situation, holiday gatherings, whatever that looked like. Brian here with you on Just Say It. And I was thinking about something here today because it's project time. In the wintertime uh, in the Midwest, it gets cold, as those of us who are here know and uh, know all too well. The wintertime, I, uh, I got to find some things to do or else I just find myself on the couch all day long, which there really isn't anything wrong with that. Let's be honest. It's kind of nice. But anyway, it's kind of a time where I like to do a, a winter project. Last year, it was uh, doing a big project with... Uh, my John boat that I have the year before that put together a little trailer. This year, apparently, it has come down to, well, <laughs> the bathroom counter. All right. So uh, if this is you, see, this is where I always have to tread carefully in the podcast because maybe you have this and you love it. If this is you, that's great. There is a like a painted surface textured something that was put on top of the bathroom countertop by the people who lived here before us. It didn't work out, okay? Not a fan. There's like little, you know, kind of holes that are coming through where whatever this, I don't know what this stuff is, this uh, synthetic epoxy, whatever it was, that's supposed to look like a granite countertop kind of thing was. And yeah, no good. So now that there's a big hole in there, got to do something about this. And so did a little research today. We were trying to find out how to get this stuff off. And it's hard to figure out how to get something off when you don't really know what to call the thing you're trying to get off. So that was a, that was tricky, just trying to get that going. But found that there is an alternative to some of the chemicals there. I'm not anti-chemical, but I'm all about alternatives. And there was an alternative where you mix three parts baking, I'm going to get this wrong, baking soda, baking soda, yeah, like the stuff you put in your fridge, baking soda, and then one part water. And then you mix it into this sort of paste, I guess. And then you kind of rub that on to this stuff that was put on top of your countertop, your, your current countertop surface. And then you give it a little time. And then you take a little something and you just kind of peel it off. And I thought, well, shoot, that costs nothing. This is where I was going with that part. If it doesn't cost anything, I'm going to try that first. So gave that a shot. And uh, my wife and I were, were in there. And it's the stuff kind of works like... It's starting to peel off this fake marble, whatever stuff that was on there before is now in the process of coming off. And the original countertop is starting to actually show up and say like, hey, I'm still here. Here I am. So great news with that. But it got me thinking, baking soda, baking soda. Don't we bake with this, right? Is this part of this? I know there's baking powder. I, you probably know this and think, dude, you're a moron. You should really know what the difference is. Anyway, I feel like isn't baking soda sometimes used in stuff that gets baked, right? Why is it that the same stuff that's being used in stuff that gets baked also being used to remove paint or lacquer or whatever this stuff is from my countertop? Why am I also putting this in my pool to adjust the pH in the summertime. It just made me think for a quick moment, baking soda seems like something that is pretty powerful and that maybe, I don't know, 
maybe we shouldn't be messing with. But what do I know? I guess I'll just go and have a brownie or whatever else we just made using probably baking soda. Or maybe it was the baking powder. I don't know. Who cares? It doesn't matter. Whatever. But speaking of baking and ovens, was uh, baking in the oven recently and had a bit of an accident. There was food. What was I trying to do? Oh, the pot pie stuff. Try to make these homemade pot pies. That went overboard. Got all over the place. Not a good situation. So overflowing pot pie goo on the bottom of the oven and on the oven grates and all those things. And so it prompted me to then say, hey, let's do the oven cleaning cycle. Have you ever done the oven cleaning cycle? Took a poll on Instagram about this recently. Not a lot of people had ever done this, myself included, because why would you ever do that? I don't know. Well, this was the day because I had pot pie chunks all over the place and they had burned on there very nicely on the bottom of the oven and they really weren't coming out. So I thought it was time to bring in the heavy artillery here. Let's go ahead and hit that oven cleaning cycle button. Let's let's run the oven cleaning cycle. Let's do this. Let's actually do this. So this is where it got interesting because when you go and hit the oven cleaning button, at least on this stove, it doesn't just do it for you. It ain't like, no. You have to actually lock the oven. Have you heard of this? You have to actually switch a lever over on the oven to lock it. Like, no access allowed. What level of heat exactly are we working with where we have to lock the thing out of safety before we can even allow this button to activate? I don't know. Anyway, but it got a little weirder because I went ahead and did it. I turned the thing on and it, you know, whatever, got going and and set its timer for itself for like four and a half hours or whatever absurd time amount it is to clean an oven. So it's doing its thing. Well, a little while later... I don't know. I'm kind of curious. So I kind of wanted to see what was going on in the oven. Go to turn the oven light on? Nothing. Hit it again? Nothing. You can't do it. Not allowed. Oven cleaning cycle says no to the oven light. And I can assure you my oven light works. I tried it before that. I've used it since. But during the oven cleaning cycle, no light allowed. What is going on inside of that oven that, one, we're not allowed to open it? And two, we're not allowed to see in it while this oven cleaning cycle is going on. So I have no idea like what alien transformation was happening inside my oven. But I can gladly report that the oven got clean. It actually got so clean, it it, like, ah, there's not a reference I'm going to make there. But anyway, it got so, uh, so hot and so cooked up. Like it's just ashes. There's just ashes left on the bottom of the oven. So you just go in there with a little, you know, wet towel or rag, wipe it off, done. I mean, there it is. Ashes to ashes, man, right there in your oven. If you're looking for a little bit of entertainment, I guess, just hit that oven cleaning button and you're going to have a clean oven and who knows what else is going to go on there at your place. But that's what happened here. As for your place or any place or wherever, do you have people ever stay in your home to house it? Uh, whether you maybe have a pet or perhaps you're just going out of town for uh, a couple of weeks or whatever. Maybe you're like a, a, a person that winters somewhere and maybe you just want somebody there for a stretch of time, whatever it is. Do you ever do this where you will hire someone or just ask someone, you know, hey, can you just come stay at our house for X amount of time and do X, Y, Z to make sure that the house doesn't, I guess, 
I don't know, blow up or whatever we're worried about when we leave our house. And then that person then stays there. I have never done this actually either way. I've never stayed that I know of at anybody's house to house it. And I certainly have never had somebody stay at my house to house it. I had no interest in doing that. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't have a lot that's valuable, but I don't want somebody roaming around my house while I'm not here. Forget it. No way. But our neighbors, <laughs> they had somebody apparently come and stay at their home for, let's say it was two weeks or so while they were, were traveling. They've recently retired. They're enjoying their life. Awesome stuff. Great. Having a great time going on some trips. Anyway, so this guy comes over and they 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 tell him, look, you know, just help yourself while you're here, you know, whatever. There's, there's stuff in the fridge, whatnot. And, and then we'll be back in a, in a certain amount of time. Now, this is where my question comes in for you. Is that like something, if you hear that, if you hear, oh yeah, help yourself, what is your take on that? Where are you going with that? Because I'm going to tell you where I'm going with that. Where I'm going with that is I am not going to consider it just carte blanche, like I'm just going to go and do whatever I want with their cupboard, their fridge, their whatever. Like, I don't care. I They could tell me five times, like, take whatever you want. Like, I'm not taking stuff. Like, I, I just don't feel like that is really where I'm going with that. Maybe I'll have a bottle of water or something, but to raid the fridge or whatever, even if they've they've reiterated it several times, that's just me. I'm not doing that. Maybe you are. That's great. Well, here's what happened in their case. They got home and they found out that all of the beer in their entire house was gone. This guy came in and drank all their beer, like while they were there. In in some ways, our neighbor was wondering if the uh, dog ever actually got walked uh, in the process of all this. But I gotta say, that's that's pretty bold on the house sitter stayer person to just go ahead and just suck down all the beers in the house while you're there to uh, watch the dog. And I mean, again, just basically make sure the house doesn't blow up, which is the equivalent of doing nothing. So I think the house sitter made out pretty well in that one. But uh, I got to say thumbs down to the move of taking all of the libations at someone's house, even if the uh, person at the house said, you know, go ahead and knock yourself out. Where I did not say go ahead and knock yourself out to someone was in a public bathroom recently twice and just stay with me there's a reasonably family friendly outcome to this the uh where was i at i was at a mcdonald's and just stopping in before uh, an event that i had to go to that day and um you know going in for the the brief bathroom stop not the lengthy bathroom stop going in to do that well upon entering the mcdonald's bathroom I hear like a full conversation going on, like a lively, not angry, but like a lively da -da 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 -da, back and forth conversation going on. And I kind of take that sort of moment of a double take and I'm like, wait, what? oh boy. And so upon further review, yeah, there's a dude in the bathroom stall, like having a full involved conversation with someone. I don't know if like a business deal was happening. I don't know if I don't know, some other kind of deal was happening. I don't know what was going on, but dude was just having a, a conversation with someone on the toilet in a McDonald's bathroom. Then three days later, meeting a buddy of mine, I'm out at the Red Robin going to just stop by again, quick pit stop when I get there, still waiting for him to show up, just taking a quick minute to, you know, 
and then get out of there. Well, lo and behold, walk into the bathroom, and from the stall, I hear another conversation. Like, twice in less than a week, there's dudes on the phone in the can at the public bathroom. Like, what are we doing? Do we need to have a conversation from a public toilet in the restaurant? Like, is this the level that we've become attached to our phones, it kind of made me like immediately want to just like put my phone away and never use it again just out of like distancing myself from this. I mean, no judgment, man. Like if you got to get stuff done, I get it. You got to get stuff done. But like, come on, man. Like we're talking on the phone in a public toilet. It just gave me a nice moment of pause that maybe I need to probably get off my phone a little bit in general. So actually to the two random dudes uh, on the toilet, in the public bathrooms that week, I say thank you because you're actually helping me to take some steps that might lead to some uh, healthier behaviors of just not using the phone as much. While I'm not using the phone as much, I'm also trying to get off of email. And by email, I mean email lists. Email lists where they just keep sending you the stuff. Why is it that every time we buy something, you've probably gone through this recently now, maybe Black Friday the other day, you signed up for something and wouldn't you know, the next day, and the next day, what did you get? You got emails, because you're in the club now, and we want to show you this, and oh my gosh, you can get this deal, and holy heck, it's the greatest thing you've ever seen. These email lists, I understand companies got to do business, that's fine, but here's where the issue lies. When you go to the bottom of that email, which I do immediately as soon as I get one of these things, and in the microscopic font, especially if you're on your phone, right, and you're you're you know pinching the screen so you can see it. You hit the unsubscribe. This is where this is where something happens that really has no business happening in our society. And I trust that you will agree with me on this. You go ahead and what do you do? You hit unsubscribe, okay? And then what happens? Well, in theory, you've unsubscribed. That should be it. Like that really should be all. But two things sometimes happen that I, I just I have to point out here. And hopefully, I'm sure there aren't any corporately uh, email leading people listening to this podcast right now. But if you are, take note. Number one, sometimes you get the prompt that says, enter your email address. Dude, you got my email address. That's why I'm reading this very email right now, because you have harvested my information and you're now using it to send out these things and who knows what else. So, Typing in my email address again, pet peeve number one of the unsubscribe. Pet peeve number two of the unsubscribe is you successfully do the unsubscribe, whether they want your email or not in the thing. And then what happens? You ever notice this? One minute later, you get an email that says you've unsubscribed. <laughs> Why? What? That to me, that to me is, I would say probably top three spite filled moves like passive aggressive corporate spite move that you could possibly ever see because it's like you know the whole idea of unsubscribing from the email list was that we didn't get an extra email but you just kind of slide it right in there like hey you successfully unsubscribed from our email list you little oh my gosh so that one is right up there i give them the award for corporate spite when you uh, get the extra email 
off the unsubscribe list. In the end, of course, these are all very, very superficial first world issues that really don't matter in the end. And that's the entire point of this podcast. Have you not figured that out yet? If you've been listening for the last 40 or so episodes, but good times, whatever. Let's, uh, you know what? Let's start recapping these things at the end. Um, okay. What we've learned today. Oh, gosh, I can't believe I'm saying those words. Yeah, baking soda, who knows? That stuff seems dangerous. I'd avoid it at all costs. Uh, Oven cleaning, good luck with that. Don't drink all the beer when you go stay at someone's house. Probably stay off the phone in the bathroom of a restaurant if you can. And my gosh, can we just streamline these unsubscribes? So once we unsubscribe, we're unsubscribed for ever trying to make life a little bit better one podcast at a time here people we've all got a role to play thanks a lot for listening super appreciate that and uh hope you have yourself an above average day we'll see you bye